Hello and welcome to the DevOps Speakeasy at the JFocus conference. My name is Stephen Chin. I'm VP of Developer Relations at JFrog, and I'm pleased to be joined by David Albeck, who is a sustainable software engineer working for Scania. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you very much. How are you? Awesome. And I, I think you have a really interesting topic here for for all the developers here, which is um, how they they can make sure that they're deploying their applications responsibly with, um, you know, taking advantage of um, renewable resources, trying to reduce the amount of waste in their cloud environments. And what's what's kind of like, like in your talk here, what are the main messages that you want people to walk away with? I think the main message I want people to walk away with is, is, is that there's, there's another aspect of software development that I think has been ignored for so long, and that is sustainability. I think we've been building stuff for so many um, kind of, um, what can I call it? We've been building for performance and cost and reliability and all of this at the cost of sustainability. Mm -hmm. We've been ignoring that for too long, I think, and we have a climate crisis. We need to, we need to start thinking about this. Yeah, so I, I think obviously we, we all have metrics for performance, for response time, for maybe features or capabilities which, which our clients want. And how, how do these compete with building an application which also has a low environmental footprint? That's a good question. I think um, a lot of these aspects go hand in hand. I think a highly performance system probably have a good sustainability um, um, factor, as does cost. I mean, a, a cheap application is probably quite sustainable mm -hmm. in general. But at the same time, maybe the region is important, where, where the software is deployed. So we would recommend perhaps deploying software in, let's say, Sweden, where we have a lot of renewables. Um, so there's no simple answer. But generally, as, as performance gets better and cost goes down, we think our hypothesis is, is that it's more sustainable, but we have no metrics. Yeah. Okay. So th that's a good question. So like, it sounds like at, at a macro level, if you're reducing the cost of the infrastructure, you're probably reducing your environmental footprint, but that's not entirely true because also the, the, the source for the energy matters. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so like wh where are the, which geographies? Do, do you, tr t which geographies have the best um, usage of renewable resources? I think that's a, quite a difficult question. Um, so Sweden, I, you mentioned. Sweden, so. Sweden, and as far as I mentioned, as far as I'm aware, it gets better the further away from the equator you go. But this, this, this is just me guessing. <laughs> how how about here. Iceland? That's probably really good. But I think they have like 100% renewable there or something. Okay, um, yeah. Um, but I, there are websites worth going to to look at where you can get data on this. There are some really great projects out there that report on the carbon intensity. Mm. So it's just a matter of going down and you'll find a good place. Okay, and let, let's say you're deploying to like um, public cloud infrastructure like AWS. So the, the region you're picking would have a big, like, like a big correlation to your energy consumption and environmental footprint. Yeah, I think um, I th that's our hypothesis. Yeah. You know, data centers, the region it's located is important. 
Okay, and like if you're if you're a developer, what sort of things can you do on your own project to improve the the efficiency of your application? Yeah, I, I think this is where it starts getting tricky. I mean, we we've spoken about deployment, so the geographic location mm -hmm. we think is 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 highly relevant. But then the architecture that's perhaps the next big thing to look at. Should we deploy something that is um, based on a serverless technology? We we really want the system to not cost anything or use any electricity if it's not in use. I think that's the perfect example. Um, maybe we want to look at this, the kind of size of the servers we're provisioning, so take smaller ones, something that, that fits the use case. We're not out to kind of reduce anybody's value or worse in a business. We just want it to be kind of use responsible. Yeah, yeah, so I think architectures which are which can scale up but also can scale down. Yeah, that's a great example, I think. Yeah, th uh, those, those would typically be more efficient. Obviously, serverless is extremely efficient, but I mean, it could be inefficient if you the um, if the architecture and the number of calls and like like services you're spinning up were themselves more costly than just doing it in a in a like a docker container or like a self-contained yeah service. yeah exactly it could be so I, I guess you have to benchmark it figure out kind of what the real cost of your calls is figure out what your your average load is to try to optimize the service so you're not over provisioning yeah, yeah exactly I mean, today we have all these metrics for performance and things, and it's definitely worth paying attention to that. But when we start putting sustainability in, I think the whole community needs to learn a little bit about what's, yeah. a, what's a good way to work. What, what about data transfer and storage? Do those impact the sustainability of your application? I believe it does. Um, but yet again, we have, don't have proper metrics on this yet. I would say that if we go back to before the era of the cloud, we perhaps wouldn't have so many backups online. Maybe we wouldn't have... 10 gigabytes of family photos. Um, <laughs> so maybe it wasn't significant, but now I think it really is. But maybe not as much as compute. That's, that's the, my gut feeling. Yeah, I think one, one of the interesting side effects of um, cloud computing, and we, we benchmark all our applications at JFrog, um, we, we found that we were actually using more transfer and storage, not on the actual application, but on the, the logging and monitoring of the application. Right. Yeah. So I think the cloud makes it so easy to, to just turn on all this, this metrics and logging and have it continually be um, creating gigabytes and, and yeah. terabytes yeah. and petabytes of data, which you can easily lose track of if you're not closely monitoring your, your utilization and costs. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I, I've mentioned this to some of my colleagues, there's something called the, the rebound effect and as something becomes more efficient, perhaps more cheaper, um, you'd expect usage to drop. But the opposite happens, you use it more. <laughs> so I think there's lots to learn here. The ease of use and simplicity is both a, a blessing and a curse at the same time. Yeah. Um, cool, and are there any good resources that folks should explore if they want to um, figure out how they can improve their applications? Yeah, I think there, there are, there's a whole bunch out there, um, and it's just growing by the day, I think. I would uh, highly recommend looking at the cloud providers' homepages. I mean, <laughs> Azure, Google, and AWS, there's so much great information. Um, and another place I, lo I love to look at, it's the Green Software Foundation. They have so much cool stuff there to read about. I mean, spend days looking. Cool. Yeah. And if somebody else wants to become a sustainability engineer like, like you, um, do you have any tips for them on, on career path and like, like how to um, how to turn the, what's very interesting into a profession? 
I would say that they just need to start bringing it into their daily decisions. When you start planning for a sprint, start, start looking at this uh, aspect and yeah. bring it up. And it's so new, people need to hear about it. Uh, when, when someone says, well, it needs to be secure and performant, then just add, chuck in a bit of sustainability here and, and see where it goes. Cool, no, yeah. I think that's great advice. Yeah. Yeah, and pretty soon, hopefully every scrum team will have a sustainability engineer on it. I really hope so. Okay, so thanks so much, David, for joining us for an interview on the DevOps Speakeasy here at JFocus. Um, we're doing interviews with folks all day today. They're published on the DevOps Speakeasy YouTube channel, and I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. You're welcome. Thank you.